0: Welcome in to the Lions Den. Special edition of the Lions Den. I should say special episode. Tom Hackett, Spencer Warren, as always. Uh, RSL General Manager, Elliot Fall is with us. Mr. Fall, how are
1: you? I'm, I'm great. Great. Happy to be here. Sitting, uh, you know, it's nice to break up. It's nice to break up the afternoon uh, working from home by, by chatting with you blokes.
0: I, uh well, we appreciate that. I will say the enthusiasm from your voice didn't uh, wasn't all that yeah. encouraging, was it? Yeah. Oh,
1: I'm so. I honestly, I meant for it to be encouraging. Is "blokes" an inappropriate term, by the way? Is that something I shouldn't say?
2: No, no, that's 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 what you find. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to rely on you guys <laughs> It'll not get me in trouble there. If you used to say that in Soho in in London, you'll be fine. Don't worry
0: about it. Oh wait, speaking of London, you you were just there before this whole pandemic started, right? Who you, Me?
2: Elliot?
1: one uh, was I? I was in London in December. Yeah, actually.
0: And didn't yeah. you go to Anfield?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah. I, but I, but then I, I cleansed the palate by going to Old Trafford as well. So um, I did I did Anfield and Old Trafford on the same trip. I'm not sure many people are. I probably shouldn't say that publicly because most people wouldn't uh, you know would wouldn't approve of that. But. Um, that actually brings me to a point. One, one thing, I mean, Spence, this is probably, this whole thing might, you might be the most devastated person
2: because of this because it's the only thing that's going to keep Liverpool from winning the title, huh? Uh, it's crazy. Like, so when it when it first went down and the league stopped and I was like, come on. But now that it's so serious, I didn't realize how serious this was. Soccer's kind of gone out the window. Like, I cannot wait for it to get back. I am absolutely dying for it to get back. And I think most people are because it's, It's a release for everyone but geez if i have to wait another year to well yeah i mean i'll I'll wait another year if it means that you know we get over this crap so yeah thanks man i really appreciate it i've waited 30 years i'm not not trying to make light of the situation
1: (laughs) in the slightest obviously Mm -mm. Uh, but but it's more just a uh uh a comment on you know liver as you said You guys have never won a
2: Premier League title, and you're on the verge of it. Mm. Yes, thanks. I appreciate it. Talking of uh, the Premier League title, back to Major League Soccer, and uh, (laughs) you're off-season. So we had a couple of questions for you, really. Uh, And there's some Twitter questions that Tom will ask, because they're on his feed, and I can't bring that up on my phone, surely. But obviously there's the ESPN... um, rsl bracket the spence jackets has got going on obviously there's the beloved rsl players mm-hmm. who's your favorite rsl player of all time oh god
1: I, you know what i i'm not i'm honestly not doing this to dodge the question um but it's you are though so carry no on. but i'm not i be look because i think there can't be one answer to that question okay. um there are you know there are a handful of guys in the history of this club that have have left indelible and and you know long lasting imprints on on the on the trajectory of the club and and frankly i think I think spence really you know hit it out of the park on his top four or in his four number one seeds there when he had um you know Kyle beckerman of course uh Javier Morales, Nick Ramondo, and Jason Christ. and without any one of those people, you don't you don't have RSL as we know RSL, um, and you and you don't have the heights that we've reached and and the you know the sustained success that we've enjoyed without any one of them. Um, now, obviously, if you're talking just on field, Jason isn't in the same category as those other guys, but but if you include obviously his. His impact as uh, as a head coach uh, for for many years and, and through a lot of the peaks of
2: RSL, he he belongs there as well. So, you can also add Jason to the list because the early years of Real Salt Lake was quite rough, and without his professionalism on the training ground, I could have been a lot worse. Probably, yeah,
1: yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, like Jason, for anybody that knows Jason, he's he's an absolute professional, um, and he's one of those guys that and and look I admittedly I was never in the locker room when Jason was a player because the day of my internship interview with the PR department I was supposed to meet with the uh, the old PR guy John Colluder who you mm-hmm. probably remember Spence yeah. uh, and I was supposed to meet with I was supposed to meet with Colluder at a Starbucks he called me that morning and he said hey Um, we just fired our coach and hired Jason straight off the field. So I have to go to training today. Can you meet me at training (laughs) instead? So my interview happened at training of Jason's first training session as head coach. Now Uh, was this, now was this at the old Zango field or was it at Rice Eccles? It was at Rice Eccles. Okay. Okay. Um, so, and and I was a student at the university at the time. So it was a quick jaunt from my apartment (laughs) over to Rice Eccles. Uh, and yeah, so that was, that was the day of my interview, but, look if you know Jason you know that he's a leader um, and and exactly like you said those early years of RSL were rough but they would have been even rougher without his leadership and and it's that leadership that he displayed those first few years obviously that convinced uh, Dave Checkitz that he was he was the guy to you know to take the reins Elliot, you
0: mentioned Carl Beckerman earlier um, if we were to go back you, you haven't been the general manager for, for all that long Eight months now is it yeah, how, when did you take uh, yeah, over? It was, what was the official date?
1: It was at some point in September. I don't, know, I don't remember the official date. I will, I will say this. I'm still undefeated in the regular season as a general manager. No, we uh, we you can get I, to that. We can get <laughs> to
0: that. But, <laughs> what I was going to say was, uh, the one off season that you had in charge, you were tasked with a very difficult decision of trying to re-sign Kyle Beckerman. I mean we're talking about a legend right and if you make yeah. a mistake or two i mean we, we, the whole Javier Morales fiasco we don't need to go into that but you know i'm sure that was probably playing in the back of your mind you know let's not screw this one up and and create all this chaos with the fan base and ownership and and whatever else goes into it but how was that the uh, experience for you i guess first off season in to try and navigate through that
1: yeah i mean look we had some we had some hurdles to clear in the first off season although I don't, I don't know that there's ever going to be an off season where you don't have significant hurdles uh, or challenges. Um, But, you know, there was, there was the Kyle one, the Sovereigno one was a huge one as well, but back on Kyle, um, you know, look, it was, I'm fortunate to have known Kyle since 2007, you know, about the time I just, I just laid out, well we traded for him a couple months after I started as an intern. So I've known Kyle since then, um, uh, you know, I know, I, 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 know Kyle as a person and he's a good person and, um, and he's, he's a great leader and he's done unbelievable things for this club. And in conversations internally, you know, we were able to decide really quickly that we wanted Kyle back. Um, now, you know, there was, there's obviously, you know, a, a time situation in the off season. Once we, once we ended the season, our season ended, and then and then we decided we wanted to have Kyle back, but we still, you know, decisions still had to be made about about who was, you know, going to have final say and who was going to be involved in those decisions because we hadn't named a general manager or a head coach uh, officially, you know, if Freddie and I were were both interims at that point when the season ended. And so by the time we have, we made the official announcement, I think at the very beginning of December, you know, we were then kind of butting up against... The, uh, you know, the holiday season. And so the timing of kind of finalizing all of those decisions, I think made it, it both made it appear to drag out longer than, than maybe it, it needed to. And it also, it realistically did drag the process out just a little bit because, you know, it wasn't until then that we could say, okay, guys, this is the official plan and this is what we want to do. We we were able to have conversations before that, but we were kind of in limbo. Um, so. Once, once we kind of really got down to it, and then and then Tony Beltran and I um, went and had a couple meetings with Kyle, and and just kind of laid out the plans. And you know, Kyle had a decision to make too. It's not you know this wasn't just us deciding whether we wanted to bring Kyle back. It was also did Kyle want to you know come back? Kyle was a free agent. Kyle, you know, what does Kyle want to do with his career? So there were decisions that had to be made everywhere. But we decided real early that we wanted Kyle to be back and we wanted him to be a part of things. And, you know, we're thrilled that we were able to get him back and, and have him a part of things.
2: It's part of that, the reason to bring him back is it, it's the similar lines of bringing Jason Kreis into the club in the first place. Because he is immaculate. I mean, not everybody can come down and watch the lads train. Mm-hmm. But every time I watch Kyle Beckerman, it is 101% but on it, and he leads by example. Was that the, the the main reason? He's at the back end of his career. We know that, and, and Kyle will admit that. And maybe he won't play as many games as he has in his career throughout this year. You never know. But was the main reason behind that because of his leadership qualities?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it, there's no question they, they play a significant part of that. I mean, that that's who Kyle is. Um exactly like you said. I mean, Kyle, the, the example that Kyle sets for young players and, and, you know, we've talked about it a million times. We want to be a club that, that invests in youth and invests in development Um, and the example that Kyle can bring day in and day out uh, is invaluable. Um, So there's no doubt that's a part of it, but I mean, Kyle has a lot to offer on the field as well. I mean, you know, as we all know, he's, he's seen everything. He's done everything. um, And and he's a fantastic soccer player. Um, So he, uh, and look, he's, he's also the heart and soul of our team. You know, he's, he's the heart and soul of our locker room and has been for years. So um, it, it, there is no question that, that we believe Kyle has a significant role to play on the field for us as well.
0: How much fun's it been working alongside Tony Beltran this uh yeah. this off season? He's a is he a wizard or is he a wizard?
1: Uh, he's a wizard in every sense. He's a um he's a literal wizard. I think he's obsessed with Harry Potter. So, all he you know, he he's um, he actually gave me uh a Harry Potter puzzle that my wife and I did like the first week of the quarantine. It took us like Four weeks to do it because it was the hardest puzzle I've ever seen in my life. It was only a twelve piece, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My, I think eleven because the dog ate one of them. But, uh, but no, uh, so he's a wizard in that sense. But he's also, you know, he's he's brilliant. Um, and he, he's super sharp. Um, he's super professional, as you guys know from from Tony in, in his playing days. Uh, he is. He carries himself with class and with dignity. Um, and he is exactly that way in all aspects of his life. Um, and he's, you know, he's bringing, he's, he's bringing an invaluable set of skills to our, to our office, um, without him, you know, I think there would have been a lot of, a lot, a lot of the challenging
0: decisions would have been
1: more challenging without, without his input, without,
0: you know, what he brought to the table. Do you guys see eye to eye when it comes to player traits, skill sets, abilities, or or are you different? And and that's what makes the relationship gel so well. Yeah. I I mean, a little bit of both, right? I mean, nobody sees
1: 100% eye to eye on everything. Um, I would say generally speaking, we, uh, you know, we see things similarly and we want what I would really say is at the end of the day, we want the same things from the club. Um, And and I don't just mean the generic, you know, we want success. We want a championship. You know, we want to play the same way. We want, we want to see, we want to see us reach those goals in the same way, you know, by, by investing in our own and, and being a part of the community and, and, and really allowing the community to drive us uh, to those successes and and so you know a lot of that's done with development and youth development and so what's been really fun is is to see Tony come in and you know I I've been our academy's been uh, you know a source of pride of mine for years Uh, I've been here the whole time we've had the academy I've I've been able to see it grow and become what it is and been able at, at times to play a significant role in that um but to see Tony come in and, and be the one arguing for Academy players to get chances and for you know for it you know to 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 make the bold decision and 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 bank on our youth and 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 bet on ourselves has been a lot of fun. So um, you know, as as you guys probably know from some of the conversations you have with me at times, I like to to play devil's advocate a lot. So a lot of times I will just take the opposite side of the argument anyway. Um, but but in the end, yes, we we generally see uh pretty much eye
2: to eye. Well, I mean, I, I think you see that from the squad as well. And this is not to blow smoke at your backside. You see a lot of young players that are getting valuable minutes. uh Jason Ramirez coming in as well to replace Saverino, which was a, a great trade. Good for, for Saverino, but you, good job for you not losing somebody at the end of the freezing for, not, for uh, end of the season without any money. But then you bring in players like Giuseppe Rossi, like a, a Justin Miram that add that um, not only quality, but M- MLS know-how in, in Justin Miram, And, and it's, it's all about the balance. I thought maybe we were getting a little bit too old. But really, I mean, it's it, it, you look at Justin Glad. You look at Aaron Herrera um, and, and Corey Bed and, and the other lads that are, that are in the squad. And it just feels like the balance is a little bit better than it was in 2019 for me. Sure.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, look. You've you hit there commenting on the balance on on kind of one of our key focuses, which is, you know, you, you have to have balance when you're building a roster. You can't. It can't be all young players. It can't be all old. You know, not old is the wrong word, but it can't all be 15 year veterans. You you won't. You can't have success either way. You've you've got to have a balance. Um, and so. You know, I think what you do is, is, is you really try to invest in some, some youth. And I think we've got a lot of good youth. Um, you know, we continue to see uh, academy products and then guys like Jason and Pablo Ruiz and a lot of young players that we've been able to bring in throughout the years that, you know, that are, are starting to find their footing and, and we think can, can be, you know, impact players for us now and, and even greater impact players in the future. And then you've got the veterans, like you said, the Justin Mirams who've seen it in MLS day in and day out, the Giuseppe Rossi's who, I mean, Giuseppe's experience speaks for itself. Uh, you know, he's a world-class player um, and, and his experiences, what's been really fun to watch with him is, you know, putting his arm around the young guys and, and trying to be that, you know, that, that veteran who's, who's given a little word of wisdom to the young guys on a daily basis and help them in their development. That's been fun to watch. The Kyle Beckermans, the Demir Krylax, the Marcelo Silvas, the Everton Louises. I mean, you know, we've got a lot of those guys as well. But then what's really cool, I think, right now is that you're starting to see, you know, we've we've had some success with young players, and we're starting to see those players now become leaders. So you've got the Justin Glads and the Aaron Herreras and the Corey Bairds. You know, the the guys who came up through our academy system, the guys who are invested in this club and know what it means to be an RSL player, um, but they're not the young guys anymore. And, and look, they're still young. They're not, uh, by no means are they, have they even reached their peak, am I suggesting? But they've now been around. They've, they've you know, Justin Glad has played 150 professional games. You know, Aaron Herrera has been a starter for two years in MLS. Corey Barrett as well these guys know what it is to be an MLS player and to be a professional. So it is really uh, exciting to see them kind of graduate into that middle tier that, cause you all, you also have to have that. You have to have those guys who are in the prime of their career who are, you know, who, who can week in and week out, you know, lead the group as well. So that's, it, it's, it's been fun to see kind of that group come together and, and the locker room, you know, is in as good a place as I've seen it in a long time, which is fun.
0: I guess it was pretty well documented, Elliot, the second half of last year. You guys were, I think you guys were the best defensive team in the entire league. And if you weren't the best, you were certainly top three. Um, but I know a lot of the fans out there, I'm sure you've been asked the question by fans, uh, they want to see more goals. Do you, I mean, how do, you, how do you hope RSL can generate more goals if, if we get a season back in 2020 moving forward?
1: Yeah. I I mean, there's no question to take steps forward, um, you know, we we gotta, we, we need to improve in the, in the final third. Um, now I, I do think, I think one, one part of that for us is a lot of those young players that you, that you heard me talking about are guys in, in the attacking third and, and guys, um, you know, who can, who we all believe can take another step forward, um, you know even a guy Albert Rusnak who has been here for several years and obviously been fantastic for us, you know, we all think Albert can can take another step forward and, and really be a dominant player in, in this league. And and um and and then you've got, you know, Jason, we're all really excited about. You got uh you know Corey Baird taking another step forward. So I, I think part of it will be um you know some some additions uh, you know a Justin Miram who's done it year in and year out in this league and having options guys who know what it takes to 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 score goals and to create chances in this league but uh you know really bank on our on our staff as well to to continue developing the young players behind
2: them Um, Obviously, uh, Friday is coming pretty quickly, which is April 24th. Elliot, with regards to what MLS wants to do with the lads training back into facilities and whatnot. Today, the Bundesliga made a proposal of playing games behind closed doors as soon as May 9th. I know from the conversations that we had with Freddy Juarez last week on the uh, RSL media um, Zoom chat, that you're in contact with Bundesliga teams and, and keeping an eye on things and how they're doing and how they're introducing their players. Um, any comments on those or any inclinations of, of, of when RSL will be able to maybe start to, to come back into the facility and, and train in small groups?
1: Sure. Yeah. You know. Look, I think, I think like a lot of us, and, and frankly, a lot of us in every aspect of, of our daily lives, Um, everything's changed. Um, and you know, I think it's different market to market as well in terms of what, you know, what is, what can be done, what, you know, what, what's safe to do and and when it will be safe to do things. Um, and I mean that both globally and in the United States. Um, so I absolutely, I saw the stuff about the Bundesliga. Um, you know, I think I'm on calls with the league every, at least once a week, but usually more than that, where, where there are discussions um, surrounding ideas. Um, I can't divulge any of those and, and, you know, none of them are, are mature to the point that, you know, they're, that, that I feel like there's, there's any set time frame. but, but I do know that everybody's working really hard uh, to, to find the best solution and, you know, to get everybody back out there as soon as it's safe to do so. Um, and, and look, I know that's not the answer everybody wants to hear, but you know, everybody wants some more detail, but the truth is, I just don't think we know it right now. I don't think we are, you know, far enough along in the process where both medically and, you know, operationally, we understand how to best move forward.
0: All right, Elliot, we, um, we mentioned at the top of the show we had some Twitter questions. Now, as as you can probably imagine, a lot of the questions were uh, were surrounding the the pandemic and and when you guys are coming back and you know should season ticket holders be worried, etc. etc. And, and and your hands are tied. More importantly, you can't, you just can't answer them. So we're not going to bother wasting your time uh, with them. But there is one question that I know, a big fan of, and uh, I think you're the right man to ask this question to. Tyler Smith was the man responsible. He says, with only having two games, there wasn't time to see any holes in the roster. Do you expect to be active in the transfer market this summer?
1: That's a great question. Uh, you know, we, we feel really good about where our roster is right now. Um, you know, we feel like we're, we're at least two players deep in nearly every single spot. Um, that said – we we absolutely will be active in the sense that you know we're we're constantly watching players. You know our scouting department is always tracking players and in conversations with agents and um, you know a lot of it is a lot of it comes down to being prepared to capitalize on on deals that you know that that come available um, at uh, you know when appropriate. Um, so I can't definitively answer the the question in the sense of are you going to see us add big players at some point? I, I don't know. It's possible. Um, you
2: know, we certainly need to see what our roster
1: looks like. Um, and like, frankly, just like the fans, just like you guys, two games. That I think we saw some some encouraging things in, in those first two games, but we also, it's not a big enough sample size to know yet how, you know, if we have a hole here or if we have a hole there, you know, you always could knock on wood, you know, you, you hope not, but you could suffer an injury or, you know, something could happen. So I absolutely would not say that we won't be active in the transfer market, but I don't know exactly what that means.
0: I guess that's fair. You know, you, you guys could be undefeated 20 games in, 25 odd games in, you're always looking to get better right. at the end of the day. So um, that makes sense. Elliot, we'll let you go. we we'll let you... by the way, your wife, is she on the front lines right now?
1: She, yeah, she is. So oh. my wife, uh, she's a physician assistant. She works in the ICU at the university of Utah. Um, so she is most definitely on the front lines and, you know, really holding it down. And, you know, it's, it, it, seeing her come home from work reminds me every day that, you know, we all, though though we get stressed and there's a lot going on in our lives in a lot of ways, uh, you know, we have it easy. Um, you know, we don't, we don't have to deal with, you know, the real ugly side of things at times and, and that ugly side of things exists. So definitely a shout out to everybody on the front lines out there. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't have all the perspective, but I do have some level of perspective on what, what you guys are putting into it. And it, it means a lot to, to all of us.
0: You, you have more perspective than most of us. We'll send, uh, send her around, love. Thank you for all her work that she's doing. And, and I hope you guys stay safe. This was fun. Hopefully not too, uh, not too daunting for you, Elliot. You know? I love it. Let's do it, let's do it regularly. Okay, let's, let's do it regularly. We'll be nice. We'll be gentle. And, uh, <laughs> and once again, we appreciate for you uh, just spending a few minutes.
1: Spencer's, Spencer's never nice and gentle.
0: That's... I know he's haggard.
1: One hey. day, one day we'll have to. One day we're gonna have to tell the story about when I told him he had uh, fake designer shoes on at the office. We'll tell that story on,
2: on here. Yeah, soon. we won't. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I still 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 makes me cringe. Anyway, <laughs> still all makes- right,
0: that's <laughs> uh, funny. We'll get to it next time. But that's the Lions, then. We'll be back next week. And uh, Elliot, once again, thank you. Thank you. Awesome, thanks guys.